Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Noir True Crime Files. I'm your host Gigi and on this episode I have a special guest with me. It's my sister Stephanie KBG. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> and some of you may be confused by me saying welcome back because um, Stephanie and I actually have a lost episode <laughs> that I never posted. <laughs> Do you remember the Queen and Slim review I that remember. we did? <laughs> I actually never posted it because you made me mad afterwards. And I was just like, it ended up being like three hours worth of audio. And it's like, I was in the midst of recording it. I was just like, fuck this, because you made me mad. So I was like, never mind. So I might um, post it one day. Yeah, we had a pretty good conversation um, when we recorded that episode, because there was a lot going on in that movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, so... I I mean, maybe one of these days you guys might hear that episode. But anyways, welcome back. So how are you holding up during the coronavirus pandemic? So right now, while we're recording, it's about a week into the official quarantine. Been official, like places haven't started closing until a week ago. True. Until a week ago. So a week ago, they closed the movies, they closed restaurants, bars, clubs a week ago. Yeah, and as of today, there's been uh, a five o'clock per cur- curfew put in place for um, all non-essential businesses. businesses in our area. Right. So that means everything that wasn't closed a week ago is officially closed as of five o'clock today. Right. So this is our day one of the official everything <laughs> closing. Areas, so yeah, um, one of my friends texts me because I'm in a bridesmaids group chat because my best friend is getting married. And I was in a bridesmaid group chat, and one of the bridesmaids texted us like, oh, hope, hopefully you guys go to the store later today because it's about to be a shutdown, and I was doing podcast stuff earlier today. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> the first thing I did was like, Can, are the dispensaries still open? <laughs> I had to check because that was literally the only thing I was worried about. First be- world problems. Literally, because I went to the grocery store over the weekend, so I have food for the week. I have wine um by the way if you guys haven't um paid attention to the title we're doing a stupid (laughs) criminals episode um this week and we are drinking wine currently we have this is um bodega toro senatanaro malbec rose girl i don't know what this is it had uh this has 14 percent alcohol volume so i was like this will work <laughs> um so yeah um this will be like just kind of lighten the mood because I, i've had a lot of ideas running through my head about different type of content i want to put on the podcast and so what better time to do it than now when we're basically <laughs> locked up in our houses um you know just to lighten the mood we're doing kind of more of a fun episode and so yeah um I had to make sure the dispensaries were open just in case, you know, I might start to freak out. And so after she sent that text, I was like, oh, I'm good. Because I Googled and they were just like, yes, dispensaries are considered an essential Essential business. business. And I was like, I'm fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So as far as myself, I think I'm holding up fine. Um, I've been in the house for three weeks. And I think my biggest gripe is that. I've had to help people who should know how to use certain things, use things over Zoom and other um, electronic platforms. So that's been really annoying. 
um, somebody on a conference call earlier today was like, yeah, we really need to start encouraging people to be on screen. It'll connect us more. Mind you, I'm the only one who's not on camera and I have not been on camera since we've been quarantined on any of our meetings. And I'm sitting like, I have so not, specific shot to you. I don't know if it was cause we have a, a big uh, meeting on Wednesday that now has to be virtual. And they were just like, yeah, you know, for Wednesday, we really have to encourage folks to be on like face camera and not just like dialing in on their phones. And I don't know the the way that this person was saying it just kind of seemed like maybe they were directing it towards you. me. Yeah, I, I, I was just kind of like, maybe they're saying this towards me as well, or maybe not. But I was like, <laughs> I'm not getting on camera. Like I've been in a bonnet for like a straight week. I've been wearing the same Nike hoodie for <laughs> almost two weeks. Like I'm not getting on camera. So yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, so I think I'm holding up okay. But um, I thought it would be a great idea to just talk about some stupid shit people have done. And so Stephanie said I should go first. Um, so if you're ready, we can start. <laughs> okay, so the first story is um starts on april 7th 2019 in south new jersey so the woodbury police and fire department were notified that a home located on center street was on fire when they arrived firefighters were quickly to put out the flames and were able to successfully evacuate the seven seven residents who lived there the building ended up having extensive damage and six of the seven residents ended up being displaced Thankfully, no one was injured during the fire. Two days later, a 33-year-old woman named Tasia Young walked into the Woodbury Police Station to confess to setting the fire. Tasia says she did this because her boyfriend kicked her out while they were having a threesome. <laughs> okay. Okay. According to Tasia's probable cause affidavit, she says that her and her boyfriend agreed to have a threesome with another woman on April 6th. And on the 7th, while both women were in the apartment, it was a duplex apartment. So her boyfriend lived on one side or on one floor while there was a family of six that lived in the other um, half of the duplex which is awful because it's a whole family they got displaced but thankfully like the red cross came in and like exactly like they provided them shelter um after this happened but anyway so um <clears throat> he threw her out and she states that quote she felt like she needed to hurt somebody end quote <laughs> so she decided she was just gonna burn his house down so she stopped at a local gas station and bought matches and lighter fluid then she went back to her boyfriend's house and proceeded to set it on fire. During her police interview, Tasia showed detectives how she dumped the lighter fluid around the front door. Then she says she lit a, t a piece of tissue and she threw it at the door and she bounced. <laughs> but here's the thing. Tissue is kind of light, right? right? So like, how do you just like toss a piece of tissue? Must a lot of that right. fluid. And I couldn't, like, no matter how many different reports I read, I couldn't figure out, like, how much did she dump. And I, I'm sure it doesn't matter how much, like, as soon as you dump that shit, it's going to cause something to yeah. happen, right? But, like, I feel like a tissue just might fly in any sort of direction. So, like, 
she had to have been standing right there. So she's lucky she didn't even set herself on fire. This was stupid. This was stupid. Anyway, so after Tasia left, she was headed towards her cousin's house. And on the way, she tried to throw away the gas container. Obviously, later in the investigation, they found it. And Tasia says one of the reasons for setting the fire was because she was, quote, going through a lot, <laughs> end quote, and thought the other woman was still inside the apartment with her boyfriend. <laughs> but the police report states that no one else but her boyfriend was inside the apartment during the time that the fire was set. So my my thinking is that he told the other girl to leave to no to wait <laughs> until Tasha's ass was like maybe like a few minutes like after she left it was like okay it's safe for you to leave because maybe she knew she was crazy but then as I was writing this up I was like but was that your man though <laughs> like because yeah. why did you get kicked out right, right, right. <laughs> and then the girl that stayed was the actual girlfriend did is that the moment you realized you were the side chick and you were like oh i'm about to fuck him up you know i mean like i understand why certain things may lead you to think about doing fucked up shit but it's like it's not even his apartment it's not even his it's house. not even worth it mm. okay <laughs> Tasia was uh, arrested and charged with arson, aggravated assault, criminal mischief, and endangerment. Um, the only update I was able to find was that she was held in Salem County Correctional Facility pending a detention hearing. So this happened in 2019. Like Charlemagne gave her donkey of the day and all that stuff. Like she went viral on Twitter. This is how I initially found out about this story. But unfortunately, like uh, New York, New Jersey state, uh, like arrest records are not public. Like you have to pay to see those records. And so I was not able to find like if she actually served time, um, um, maybe she got a fine. But it's like that's fucking attempted murder. Basically, you could have killed people eight people. Yeah, that's like eight counts. That was stupid over dick and she turned herself in she turned herself in like she had to have felt guilty so obviously she has somewhat of a conscience but like girl <laughs> you agreed to it one and two like yeah he was fucked up for throwing you out because if you if you were allegedly his girlfriend meaning his number one person that's fucked up he shouldn't have thrown you out but at this but on the other hand, it's just kind of like, if a man is going to treat you like that, it's not even he's worth that much energy. Like, he's probably you know. not your man. And it's not even worth that energy. Like, why would you even do that? And like, I saw other reports where it says she has kids. So it's like, you put yourself in jeopardy over an ancient dude who like, obviously didn't give a shit about you because he threw you out. Like, I'm assuming in the middle of the night to fuck some other chick. And you thought, I'm gonna just burn his shit down why go home to your kids and find somebody else the fact that they didn't find her first makes me question because it's just like she went to the nearest gas station bought some <laughs> gas and matches and just rolled back like y'all didn't see any of that there were no cameras to catch her before she what if she didn't turn herself in she wasn't even a suspect <laughs> like a piece of tissue and i just i'm like That's i just flung dumbest. it like, you didn't even pre- you barely premeditated. You got kicked out. You went to the gas station immediately. And you came back with shit to blow everybody this up. This was premeditated because she was going through a lot and she felt like she needed to hurt people. Like, you you were thinking of intentionally hurting people and the chances there that you could have potentially murdered them. So, like, you can't even say, like, oh, I, if, if they had died, I wouldn't have meant it. But, like, girl, girl. 
<laughs> the, ch- the chances of them dying was very great. There were kids in the house. Right. And I'm sorry. I just keep thinking about the other family because they had nothing to do with it. This was stupid. This was not even worth it. And you went viral. Like, people know you in Woodbury for doing this shit. That's... Yeah, so Tasia, I hope you are in a better place. And if you are in another relationship, he's not putting you in a position where... She's away from her kids. Where, I, I feel like, well, if this was like, last year, maybe she hasn't even been sent to church. Maybe she has time served, but she's maybe. away from her kids, probably. I just hope that if she is in another relationship, this person is not making her feel less of herself to even resort to thoughts of wanting to do that. And that's not to say that this boyfriend, whoever he was, because I could not find his name, <laughs> that um, that it's that other person's fault that she resorted to those thoughts. But no one should ever make you feel... Maybe it was right that he kicked her out. Maybe she was... <laughs> it started to make sense now. He knew a little more than what the story is saying. Like, maybe he knew she was... I just want like, to know why he... Out. Like, what happened during the threesome? I don't need to know. Because it's like, clearly she was a crazy one and she deserved to get kicked out. If that was her boyfriend or not... She went and tried to blow up the house. Yeah, she did. She deserved to get kicked out. (laughs) But he didn't know she was going to do that. But he He had to have known that she was on that level of irrational. That she she could do something like that. When she was in the house, so he probably kicked her out because of that. Damn, Tasia, that wasn't a smart thing to do. (laughs) Your turn. My story is about a 27 year old male okay he was a bank robbery suspect arrested after stopping for news interview during the crime spree excuse me (laughs) in gwinnett county georgia take your time this is in 2017 yeah this is in 2017 Mm -hmm. um in lawrenceville Eric Rivers was arrested Tuesday in connection with the spree of bank robberies in Lawrenceville, Georgia, after the appearance in an on-camera interview with a local news station for an unrelated story <laughs> about public transit. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped to be interviewed about the buses and the trains. Lawrenceville police said Rivers was suspected of having just robbed a Chase Bank. I got time and was believed to be in the midst of casing several other banks when he agreed to the interview with the WGCL TV reporter Rivers removed his hat and do-rag because he was in the middle of casing another bank to rob he is alleged to have worn during the robberies based on security camera images released by police so okay he had on a hoodie and hat or whatever but he was wearing the same one when he did the other robberies because he had already done four by the time they interviewed him so he was casing the fifth bank so did he take it off before he got on camera he took it off he was already on camera wow that's he was already on camera so he took it off before he started talking He's stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's no there's a video. Of um, course, as police video. investigated the reported robberies, a bank manager said the suspect walked towards a WGCL news truck after leaving the building. Police followed up the lead and was provided Rivers' name by the news station. <laughs> Lawrenceville Police Department Scott Pendergrass believes the reporter caught Rivers off guard and surprised him. The department <laughs> offered advice to would-be criminals on in a Facebook post Wednesday. When after having robbed several banks and you're at another bank casing the place for an additional robbery and are approached by a news crew in the parking lot, do not stop and agree to an interview with 
The statement read, police alleged Rivers attempted five robberies in total, but was successful in making away with in just two incidents. Why didn't you say no? Like, like, ignore them. You know, when people try to stop me on the street, like, when I take the metro, I just be like, I can't hear you. <laughs> if it's someone in need, of course, I'll give them money. I'll give them food. But like, I'd be like, I can't hear you. <laughs> La, 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 la. <laughs> headphones you know what i mean like headphones are the best thing invented because they prevent me from talking to people i do not want to speak to and you are not going to catch me on camera if i'm yeah, not camera ready sure got caught so- on guard, right? like, <laughs> i was in the middle of casing the bank but yes the transit should definitely because they were asking him should the transit expand to lawrenceville county uh-huh that was the question that was the topic you know and it's just like oh uh yeah, it should. Like, you're in the middle of casing a bank. You would have otherwise robbed if you didn't get arrested. So he was his fifth bank to case. Like, he was literally case, in the middle of the broad daylight. He wasn't even, like, he had on a, they said he had on a hoodie and a hat. He wasn't even disguised. He just had on a hoodie and a yes, hat. Yes, I'll take a break from trying to rob like, these Like, oh, oh, my bad. I'm in the middle of work. But, yes, I absolutely think the transit should, should expand so I'll be able to access the building. <laughs> yes. Like, what? Totally Why would you do. stop and talk to them? Like, you dummy. <laughs> How much time did he get? Um, <laughs> he's still on trial, but he's in holding still. Well, okay. not holding. He's in jail until he's tried. I mean, yeah. Wow. So. You You'd, fucking idiot. You deserve that. Like... And there's a video. It was just him? Yeah, it was just him. He had been robbing banks alone. I mean, he would, uh, if he went that long without a, a partner. Yeah, he would pass the teller a note saying, give me money or whatever. <laughs> I bet, well, four banks, it would have been five if they hadn't stopped him outside the Chase Bank. <laughs> Sir, that is not. You're an idiot. Okay. What even? I don't understand that. Okay. So, in my last story, which also involves bank robbery, (laughs) you're going to get a kick out of this. So, on December 4th, 2019, in San Diego, California, 29-year-old Orlando Henderson was arrested by the FBI for allegedly stealing $88,000 from the bank where he worked. I say allegedly because, well, I say it pretty loosely because he made this investigation for the FBI very easy. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Western District of North Carolina, Henderson had stolen cash from the Wells Fargo vault on 18 separate occasions. He began stealing shortly after getting hired in April 2019 because he had access to the keys to the vault. He started out small and would take out between $200 to over $400, but by June, he was stealing thousands. The largest amount he took in one day was $13,450. Sometimes Henderson would take bank customers' cash deposits and deposit money into another ATM that was right by his job. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, there are cameras at the lights, at other businesses. As soon as, like, my thing is, as soon as you get off of work, I'm thinking you're going straight to the ATM where you have your own personal account and you're taking the customers of the bank where you works cash deposits and being like, do, 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 do. and be like, ching, ching, you're just dropping it. Like, we can see you. Okay, I continue. Henderson, between the months of July and August, 
posted pictures of himself on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> holding large stacks of cash and used some of the money for personal expenses. But the biggest purchase he made was when he used $20,000 of the stolen money to buy himself a brand new 2019 white Mercedes Benz. <laughs> so how he got the car. He falsified bank documents so he could get a loan from Ali Financial to cover the remaining balance on the car. Some of the pictures posted online include him posing in front of the car while he was at like nightclubs in Hollywood. So I looked at some of his pictures. He's like in front of the car. He's in clubs. He's in like in his apartment. Just, you know, one of the captions on his Facebook picture says, quote, I make it look easy, but this shit really a process. <laughs> <laughs> process is in all caps. He was really serious about this. Um, during their investigation, the FBI discovered that Henderson tried to cover his tracks by destroying documents and, quote, made or caused others to make false entries in the bank books and records, end quote. He was eventually charged with 19 counts of theft, 12 counts of making false entries, two counts of financial institution fraud, one count of embezzlement and misapplication, and one count of transactional money laundering. He's facing 40 years and over a million dollars in fines. I'm sorry, when I was writing this, my notes up, when I saw that he was charged with embezzlement, I was just thinking of Black China. Embezzle! <laughs> Embezzle! She was legit, like, confused. Like, what do you mean, embezzle? Right. Uh, I love that meme. It's so funny. Okay, so he was eventually brought back. Because I guess at some point he ran off to L.A. Because this happened in, it was in North Carolina. So he was eventually transported back to Charlotte, North Carolina. And actually, a few days ago, on March 20th, he pled guilty to his charges. So, um... Yeah, he's facing all of this time, but, you know, maybe he had a reason. And I think one of those reasons is because he's a rapper. And he goes by the name AC 40 Ounce or 40 OZ. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, he has, he currently has 15K followers on IG and his song Intro 40 Ounce or OZ, easy, I don't know, has over 11,000 views on YouTube. Um, the comments are hilarious. So if you want to go read them, go ahead. I'm not going to lie. This song is not bad. Anyways, he, he also has an album available on iTunes called Straight Out the Cleaners. <laughs> so. You mean straight out of booking? First like, I wish they would have said, like, how they got tipped off. Because if he was making other people falsify his documents, I have to wonder, like, he's not a bad-looking dude. So I figure maybe, like, somebody he was working with, like, maybe he was working with a young lady who Usually was just... Usually scammers are a ring because you need more than one person. Right, you need it. people behind you to help you carry off this shit because you worked at Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo? So Wells Fargo has been on some shit for a couple years. So, and they're not the only ones, but yeah. So it's just not surprising. It's just another way of making them look bad because they just haven't had their shit together in a while. So yeah, um, support him if you want. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's, he's going to be away for a while. So that is, that is my story. My last story. So... <laughs> 
A group of Mississippi inmates busted out of jail this week, burglarized a bargain store, and then broke back in to return to their cells. Wait, which store? <laughs> Dollar General. Wait, but you don't have to steal from Dollar General. Like, anybody, almost anybody can afford Dollar General. But they were inmates. Listen, a group of Mississippi inmates busted out of jail, burglarized the store, then broke back in. So they were inmates. They didn't have any money. Here. Okay. So the jailbirds, identified as Levante Ellington, Travis Baker, Maurice Robertson, and Jacquees Williams, broke out of the Holmes Humphreys County Correctional Center in Lexington Tuesday in Mississippi, hopping a fence. Once in the clear, the men walked less than a mile to a Dollar General chain store after closing and swiping anything they could grab. They stole cigarettes, cigarette lighters, phones, and just items they felt they could sell in jail. Lexington Police Chief Robert Kirkland said, according to the report. But rather than extend their newfound freedom, the foursome inexplicably snuck back into the jail, undetected, baffling police. (laughs) (laughs) You're already in jail, but you want to break out and break back in? The chief said. That is just something I heard. I've never heard at all. The inmates denied their involvement in the scheme, even though they were caught on store surveillance footage, according to the report. Just looking at the type of clothing they had on and just one of the bags they had put some of the merchandise in, police were able to pin the inmates to the crime, Kirkland said. The inmates were charged with commercial burglary. <laughs> broke out so you could go back to jail? <laughs> you broke out of jail. But Do you really, know how many people in, in this country How far they were, were they going to get? Because, like, think they about it. They got half a mile. No but one half noticed. Half a mile. to jail. <laughs> how far is half a mile, though? And they, like, think about how long they Five were. Five blocks. <laughs> think about how how long they were at the Dollar General. Like, they had good enough footage on them that they would have got caught no matter how. They got caught when they went back, when they broke back into jail is when they got caught because they had contraband. They had cell phones, items to sell. Like, where'd you get all this shit? (laughs) If you watch Jailbirds on Netflix, they begin shit in there no matter what. And also, what's that other show where they they have decoys basically going to the jail? 60 days in. Like, they get shit in there anyhow. And then they, like, have these random raids. And at this point, the show is into, like, their fifth season or something. So the inmates pretty much know what's up after a while. They're like, oh, you must be on that show. So I don't think that show's going to go on for too much longer. But after a while, the inmates know, like, oh, this isn't just a documentary about our lives. Somebody in here is, like, in here for an experiment or, like, you're snitching on us or something, you know? So, yeah, man, it sucks, but they broke out of jail. How many people can say they broke out of jail to go back? Why would you go back to jail? <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, I have another one. We only have a couple minutes. Left, oh, but, um, hey, you <laughs> snuck one in. See, I thought about it. I was like, I should do a third one. I was like, no, Stephanie might not want to. This is just ridiculous. But just it's because me. it's from our home. Well, not hometown, but Chad Focus <laughs> from Baltimore. I would love to hear it. Um, all right. So Chad Arrington, a CEO specialist who founded his nascent rap career as Chad Focus using a a company credit card, pleaded guilty to wire fraud conspiracy. The U.S. attorney of the District of Maryland announced today as part of the deal, Arrington was ordered to pay four point one million in restitution. The amount he used to buy billboards in New York, Manhattan, Times Square to promote his music. Studio equipment, services of companies that would inflate the streaming numbers of his rap music. So, from his company, he stole enough money to buy a billboard in Times Square and pay off execs to stream and inflate his music. So, he was 32. 
How much money does that cost? Oh, well, he stole four million, so somewhere under four million. Arrington <laughs> um, admitted to using the credit card from his job to make purchases from four different co-conspirators, who would then kick back hundreds of thousands of dollars to the rapper. Federal prosecutor said he used the card to spend one point five million with en- entities controlled by two of the co-conspirators, who then kicked the money back. He tried to cover his tracks at work by having two unnamed co-conspirators falsify authorizations for credit card payments and edit the statements to make them seem legit. After that, Arrington forced the signature of his supervisor to make it look like the purchases had been approved. Employees would then pay off the balances off the credit card. I paid for your rap career! (laughs) Your rap promotion? I would have been pissed if I was one of his co-workers. From January 2015 to August 2018, Arrington spent more than $300,000 on travel. Including flights, Where were you going? hotels, and visitors to bars and clubs. He spent $100,000 on branded apparel with Focus on it, which he gave out for free. The paid boost in Focus so stupid. online profile resulted in some staggering numbers. The music video for the song, Get to the Money, <laughs> has 4.4 million views, and Focus Instagram account still has 178,000 followers. <laughs> The song Dance With Me was even able to land a spot on the Billboard Dance Club song chart in 2018, placing 47th and peaking at 40th. But the numbers for other songs and profiles were paltry by comparison. His Facebook page only has a little more than 32,000 likes and went dark in October 2018. The Instagram account for Arrington's company, Focus Music Entertainment, only had 328 followers and hasn't been active since 2018. According to an indictment from last June, Arrington's employer began to suspect something was Ari as far as back as 2016. That August, he wrote an email to one of his co-conspirators saying saying his boss was asking for credit card statements. (laughs) His account would suspend if it was not received by midnight on August 9th, and if it wasn't by noon at August 10th, Arrington would be permanently suspended and fired from his contract. (laughs) Please, bro, move mountains for me, he wrote. I would spend... I would send you more money if need be, but all my invoices I paid for through the same statement account. A different email in 2017 provided instructions on how to make the file of the edited credit card statement appear the same as the original. Wow. He has a song with T-Pain and I'll play it. Excuse me? He has a song with T-Pain. Wow. I know that T-Pain is not at the height of his career, but like... You have to be careful who you're doing this song with. This is bad. This is a bad one. The beat is coming. We gon' do this shit the right way. The right way. The roller in me at the fight. It's not a bad song. You keep talking, now you're talking, girl. I might stay. We can do what you want. It's not a bad song. It's a good song. You wouldn't think he stole the money from his job. You wouldn't think that. I mean, like, who is this up and coming artist? Let me let me check him out. No, these artists do. They send the they send the files electronically. They don't know who the fuck it is. You send the check. They're like, I got the verse. Okay, like he doesn't know who this guy is. Like he he got fucking paid. He's like, I'll do the verse. Like he doesn't know who the fuck. You think he had a billboard on Manhattan Times Square? Do you know how many millions of dollars that costs? That costs a lot of money. You think T-Pain was like, oh, he's stealing money from his job. Like, no, he didn't fucking know. He had billboards. He had his own company. 
that he's funded through his job. T-Pain didn't know that shit. He was like, all right, I'll do it. He's an up-and-coming artist. I'll do the verse. He sent the money. Fine. <laughs> Your face like, right now. <laughs> like, you think he knew that he was a con artist? Of course not. Who'd want to tarnish their legacy over an up-and-coming con artist? Like, no one would want to do that. He probably produced the entire song. He probably did. The entire song sounded like it was T-Pain. You like, would have thought it was a T-Pain song because yeah. he probably produced it. So all his music, all his mm. art... Like, it shows through even in features and shit like that. For sure. You know what I'm saying? So the other guy on the song, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we hear T-Pain in the beat. We hear him in the ad-libs. We hear him in his verse. Like, you would think it was a T-Pain song. So yeah. the guy was kind of just like, it was good for the guy. Because it's kind of like, <laughs> all right, you, you got all three verses, but T-Pain is on it. And you hear T-Pain in it. So that's good for T-Pain. I don't think it's a knock on his character or anything. Because first of all, he got paid. Second of all, you hear the song, you're not thinking of Chad Focus. That's what the guy is. No, you're thinking, oh, this T Pain, he probably produced the whole shit. So that's more for his own catalog. Right. At the end of the day, like the dude scamming, that's not T Pain's fault. <laughs> that is but, so. I mean, it's but. It's crazy. The dude was from Baltimore. But you know how social media works now? It's just like, we have to hold everyone accountable. So no, it's just. T Pain didn't get no flack for this. I'm sure he didn't, but like most people would have just been like, like how I'll did listen, he not know? Like, I'll listen to the song because it sounds like T Pain. You know, like, because honestly, it's a sound that a lot of these newer rappers, newer singers, pop singers want to sound like the auto-tune, that they just can't get it right. That's all that old T-Pain flow. You can't get tired of a T-Pain sound because that's what's trendy now. So it's just like, it's T-Pain. Yeah, Too bad for Chad Focus. He couldn't stay out of jail. But... <laughs> Wait, I forgot. Is he still in jail now? Correct. <laughs> Chad Focus from Baltimore. Sir. Yeah, that... he started his music company using, he was a bank teller. That was dumb. He had a billboard on Manhattan Times Square. The one by TRL. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the okay. MTV building. He paid for it. Sir, that was not smart. You could have used your stolen funds for something less expensive. Well, he definitely but still lucrative, you know, but less expensive. You know, they'd be like, oh, if you invest, and if only you just pay for my class. Well, he invested his money, now what? <laughs> he did exactly what y'all be, Instagram influencers be telling y'all, telling us to do, like, invest your money, but he invested it. Yeah, he's in prison. Are they... You know what? This is a whole nother conversation. Anyways, <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Um, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, on Instagram, hefk, Y-E-P-H dot K on Instagram. And YouTube, Stephanie, K-B-G, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E, K-B-G. And I'll be doing clothing hauls. I was doing hair um, tutorials, but I'll be doing clothing hauls for my new niche <laughs> <laughs> yeah you guys please check out stephanie's youtube and her instagram um super exciting things coming down that way for her um and as far as the show um definitely more episodes coming soon gonna take advantage of this time that we have uh being locked up in the house i hope that you guys enjoyed this episode yes so. i had a great time you guys. <laughs> I'll be back soon. yes and again the wine that we were drinking was called Total. Toro Bodega Toro Centrarino Malbec Rose Mendoza. Um, yes, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yes, thank you so much for joining NTCF Podcast. You can find the show on all major streaming platforms. And if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NTCF Podcast. I'm your host, Gigi. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye-bye.